I tend to think that joy is less of a choice and more of a byproduct. Although I know there are times where I have to say to myself, like, I'm going to choose to be grateful for this thing and that leads to joy. Mm -hmm. But I think joy at its core does not come from inside of me. And so therefore isn't as much of a choice. I think I can choose (laughs) Jesus to be with him and be honest with him about where I'm at. And that can lead to the byproduct of joy. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast. All names, characters, and incidents portrayed in this production are fictitious, and any similarity to any person's living or dead is entirely coincidental. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hey, oh, welcome back to episode 59 of the Really Real Podcast with Anson, Kara, and Isaac. This is a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. Here's what we've got on tap for you today. Do you like that? Uh, that yeah, was that good. Was beautiful. Okay. You were so satisfied with yourself. <laughs> I wanted that. a little so acknowledgement <laughs> for my thing I did. Good job, Anson. Today great. on the show, the world is lava. Kara is talking about the pit of despair. And mm-hmm. I should clarify that when we introduced <laughs> this segment, I did say that avoiding the pit of lava could look differently for different people. Yeah. He did say that. Right? You could singe your toes. You could fall all the way in and just barely survive yeah. a la Anakin Skywalker. Yes. And it kind of sounds like that was more your experience. A little more on that this week. Side. It was a little more Darth yeah, Vader. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about that with Kara. I have amateur hour for this episode, and I got to do a little calligraphy. Hey. And it went about as badly as you might expect. Do we get to see it? Oh yes, oh, I have it yes. over here. Awesome. It's, it's, yes. Uh, it's hidden, hidden from view okay, right I'm now. So Hold it in the Manila envelope. The, the grand reveal will take place Yay. later in the show. Excellent. Isaac is time traveling today. He's taking us back to a time of cheap, dangerous eBay products, <laughs> which this definitely has piqued my curiosity yes. yeah. because Isaac and eBay just sounds like a recipe it, for fun mm, and hilarity. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Our word of the week for this episode is joy. Woo! Yay! <laughs> there you go. That was, that was a joyful noise you know? that you made over there. It's very good. Felt compelled to add it. Joy, I realized, I think this week, is a word that within Christian subculture is talked about way disproportionately more mm. than mm. culture at large. And I'm not sure, being a part of Christian subculture, that I even realized yeah. that. Me neither. Until I started to read about joy it's kind of actually hard to find non-Christian sources talking about the word joy. That's funny. So we're going to talk a little bit more about both the secular and sacred approaches to the word joy, Mm -hmm. what it means to us and how that impacts our lives. What's everyone drinking today? Kara, let's start with you. I am very extra today. So are you ready for this? Yes. I have an iced coconut milk mocha macchiato. Ooh. That's incredible. That's so many syllables. It's that is a drink. lot of. It's so fun. It's powerful. Coconut milk mocha macchiato. Yes. What's a macchiato? I don't honestly know. <laughs> okay. I think it, I think it's. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> something with coffee and caramel. I think. Because, oh, is it like car- yeah. is it caramel? Well, yeah, it's I thing think, for a macchiato. Yeah, so Isaac, a macchiato is, it is it like it's a latte with sweet syrup in it. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, no wonder I like it. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then it has mocha. And the caramel and it's coconut milk. So the best part was my husband had to drive me into work today. So he drove me through and I was like, okay, here's what I want. And he was like rehearsing <laughs> oh, it like all the way up to the, he was like, a, it was you picked hilarious. One with like seven so words sweet. In it. I know. It was that. really yeah. nice of him. And right up till we got there, he was like, okay, 
it's this, this, this. And this, he did right? it. Like, he was, I was so proud. Oh, but I he totally was also, feeling. he was also yeah. teasing me a little bit. He was like, would you like some unicorn sprinkles with right, that? Right. Would you like, cause I, I was it. so yeah. extra. That's so good. As also non barista <laughs> dude, I totally identify with that plight because yeah. whether it's for me or for someone else, every yeah. time I show up to a coffee shop and I'm looking at all of these, like it's intimidating for everybody. Mochas, yeah. Macchiatos, lattes, yeah. espresso. Yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what any of these things are. So I am going to say a macchiato. We've done a weird thing with macchiato. Uh-huh. where Starbucks and McDonald's have made macchiatos kind of a different thing. Yes. The original is an espresso with a dash of foamed milk. But American really? macchiatos, we typically associate it with like a frappe with caramel yeah. or chocolate on it. If I ever yeah. go to a coffee shop, I just need to take Isaac with yes, me. Yes, you and should. Order, like, Explain. On my behalf. Like, Explain just everything. Just something this that I would Anson. like and get he it, likes, please. He likes cream and, and sodas. Ah, <laughs> Give him that. Easy peasy. Isaac, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking Dayquil. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> is that what's in the, your, uh, my your canteen, canteen over there? I don't need to know what's in there. We're fine. Oh, wow. Um, no, so fall allergy season is very much here. And with that comes all of the fun challenges of a normal year. But fun fact, if you're experiencing severe allergies during a global pandemic, <laughs> oh, no. everyone thinks that you're like uh, patient zero. Right. No. And if you sneeze in the line at Harps, oh. <laughs> people are going to be mad. Oh, gosh. Uh, but no, I've been dealing with... <laughs> seasonal allergies for the last week and a half and it's kind of gotten me like in this brain fog state to be extra sharp for you guys i am medicated today (laughs) i'm proud of you for drinking dayquil and not nyquil yes but that would be fun it's not nighttime a full different vibe for the podcast (laughs) can we do the after hours episode oh man (laughs) i'm down i am drinking ginger beer today have you Either of you guys ever had ginger beer? No. I don't think I have, no. Okay. So First fancy. of all, to quell the uh, concerns of our bosses whose ears just perked up <laughs> yes. as they're listening to this, ginger beer is a non-alcoholic drink, right? Okay. similar to like root beer or right. something oh, like that, yeah. but it's made with ginger Okay. okay and okay, it okay. is used as a base for some like alcoholic mixed drinks and okay, things, yeah, yeah. but some people do enjoy drinking it just on its own as well. And so I actually brought some for you guys to try, too, because ginger beer is really interesting. Yeah. There's a number of different brands of ginger beer. It's a whole thing, apparently. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not like a diehard about this. I had to learn a little bit about it to Uh bring this info to you. Yeah. It's kind of like ginger ale, except for a little stronger. Oh, okay. like a lot of ginger ales, ginger you get forward. like ginger flavor, but <laughs> yeah. it's not made with real ginger. Oh, so you have a little okay. bit more of yeah. that flavor in it. Right. And then some ginger beers have kind of a, a spice to it a oh, little bit. Yeah. Well, ginger is kind of spicy. Right. Yeah. Right. And so this one, I think, is a little bit more neutral. It's a little more in the middle. Okay. It's okay. not super spicy. Okay. Um, but some of them, especially Jamaican ginger beer, oh. is like super spicy. And I've actually visited Jamaica and I had a drink of it there. Again? And I almost died. Like, <laughs> like, not really. But like I took the first drink and I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. this is a They're different choking. level of ginger yeah. beer that yeah. I've never had wow. before. And I kind of like yeah. ginger beer that kicks you in the pants a little bit. This is not quite that. So okay, you don't good. have to worry too much. <laughs> but if you want to give it a try, yeah, I gave go. you a cup. So so take On a drink mark. and yeah, let me know what you think. Hmm. Oh, that's good. That's like better that. than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I was expecting to hate that. Yeah, <laughs> really. That's fair. <laughs> but and I you did didn't not. Hate it. I did not hate it. That's interesting. I could probably go with a more like twangy, like ginger forward one. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I like the more. I think my taste buds are just dead. Mm-hmm. I need like a lot to get me anywhere with stuff like this. But this is really good. Yeah, this is I just could about see, right. For this me. one is still a little bit. I would say kind of soda y. Yeah. Like it's not all that different from just drinking a can of yeah. soda. Yeah. But I, it also definitely has more ginger flavor than like yeah. your average 
ginger ale. Yeah. Can you turn can, the bottle around? I want to get a picture for Insider Group. This, this one is, is Bun- Bundaberg. Bundaberg? That's how you it say is, it. It is the hippest bottle of hip. anything I've ever I seen. I basically just had to go with the one that Walmart had. Yes. Um, but this is, from what I understand, like a very classic type of ginger beer. Yeah. It's very good. Um, it's like an Australian one or something like that. Australian yeah, family owned. So if you want to try it and you are not sure about spicy, yes. this would be a good this one a to good try. One to start. Yeah. yeah. I can handle it. So that's how you know it's, it's <laughs> if not you're bad. looking maybe for more like Isaac or I, you want something that's a little like stronger. I've heard that there's a Jamaican ginger beer called Goya. And I haven't oh, had it, okay. but Goya Jamaican ginger beer is apparently much spicier. They only had it on Amazon in packs of like 48 oh. bottles for like... <laughs> bazillion dollars i'll go in on on a 40 pack with you that's awesome yeah i didn't i didn't quite go there for uh, for today let's talk about what's on repeat this week let's go back to you kara okay so for me it's sarah reeves new song dance to it and last week we did a dancey song and we're just going with it again this week because dancey vibes dancey vibes just get me through the day okay i'm just being honest been really tired lately Sure. And the dancey songs help wake me up. Plus, I watched the music video this morning and it's cool. It's like a whole legit dance routine with like Sarah Reeves and, and a bunch of, I don't know, a bunch of her friends, I guess. Yeah. Are it's all eminently like- TikTokable. Ah, yes. they, they came yeah. up with That's the whole TikTok. Thing. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I bet you right. They're very much on TikTok doing this. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know that. I just thought, oh look, they're dancing. It's cool. So it I is miss, a good song though. Yeah. It's a good song. It's about whatever's going on in life. Hey, we can dance to it. We can get through it. And I really like dancing. I used to do Zumba a lot, and I really miss it. So maybe songs like this take me back to that. I'm like, mm. I want to dance to it. That's a good idea. I'm listening to The Valley by Cape Lions. Even when I walk through the valley. I think we added Cape Lions to Arc Station. They were one of the first people that we added to Real FM. Yeah, right? the, the mm-hmm. only other song that we've played by Cape Lions is Wit It. Wit It. Oh, thank yeah. you. Wit It. Which, yes, we I added like a couple one. years ago, and it's yeah. been a while since we added a new Cape Lions song. Yeah, and this kind of fits in my theme of happy, mellow songs that have a little <laughs> bit of things are great, but I'm going to get through it. And this is kind of <laughs> one of those songs. You're still God, even though I'm going through the valley. It's very much a sound biblical song, but these guys are going about it in like this very cool and mellow way. It's a good one. Riding my bike to it a lot. And if you look at Cape Lions' Instagram, these are the coolest dudes. (laughs) Like they're just cool cool dudes. One of them's wearing a bulletproof vest or something. I don't know how that happens. (laughs) They had like 2 million listens on their Spotify. So they're blowing up. They're getting some attention. My wife and I still often quote to each other the line from Wit It about, I've got to catch a flight. I got a lot going on <laughs> because talking about being too cool yeah, yeah, yeah. there has never been a moment in my life where i could authentically say i gotta catch a flight because i got a lot going on like yeah, yeah. i gotta go i don't have to be places but that sounds really cool and Imagine. really aspirational correct me if i'm wrong would it was that the song answered we were in the studio one day when you were loading it and i was doing something else completely different and you played two bars of it or something in my head like snapped out yeah, i was, I was like, like what is this, this? Yep. <laughs> Dopamine for your ears. It is. Right. <laughs> so good. Yeah. My on repeat this week is Drown by Lecrae and John mm. Legend. I really like Lecrae's last few collabs. He had that great collab with Tori Kelly mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, which I think is one of his best. This one is uh, right up there as well with John Legend. Drown feels very 2020 appropriate as yeah. well. Very authentic and raw and yeah. real and honest. 
which Lecrae has definitely embraced in spades sure. over the last oh, couple yeah. of years. One of the things that I really appreciate about him and his music. So definitely a, a really good one that's the video on real for, right now too. for Drown is killer. If you it is very it's good. Awesome. Yeah, highly recommend watching that YouTube video as well. Now it's time for a word from our sponsors this week. We have Creature Comforts by Romero Industries. Spooky season, folks nearly upon us. Ah. Oh. And with that comes the likelihood of your friends and loved ones trying to watch scary movies. Oh no. Uh. And uh, <laughs> with you, the problem is that you're a big weenie. That's true. <laughs> scary- I don't even take offense to that. Yeah. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> scary movies are well. Too scary for you. Yes, they are. Creature Comforts lets you hold up your phone to the movie screen and use the magic of technology to replace the monsters on the screen with something more wholesome. Oh. <laughs> All of a sudden, Jason Voorhees becomes a friendly kitten that <laughs> people are inexplicably running from. Oh my. That sounds like Kara's dream product. <laughs> it works like Pokemon Go. You hold your phone up to the screen and just throws a different thing up there. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe other than wow. the kitten trying to kill people? Yeah, I don't yeah, want that. Doesn't, for sorry, it doesn't change the rest of the movie. That's, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's that's maybe an improvement, though. <laughs> true you can download the latest update to transform michael myers into uh, baby yoda Ooh, <laughs> yeah. i like this creature comforts is available now for download in the app store and google play <laughs> creature comforts that's commercial potential for sure yeah get ready the world is lava it's so hot right now I did ask Anson the question this week. How narrowly do we have to have avoided this pit of lava? Can I actually share about this? <laughs> and the way I answered that was, you are still alive, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she responded affirmatively. Yes, I climbed out of and it. And so like I said, you know, you Anakin Skywalker of it. Maybe you're more thing. machine now than man. Yeah. But if you survived it, yeah. then technically you avoided yes. your true. ultimate doom. You made it's, it out. I made it out. So so it yes. sounds like you fell in, though. I did. So the lava pit was the pit of despair. Uh, I <laughs> know it well. <laughs> I don't even know, guys, what was going on in my head. But I had one day this week where all of the stars aligned. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't sleep well the night before. I was feeling emotionally overwhelmed. Like sometimes I absorb the emotions of the entire world. Let's just say that. And so our team lately has been going through a crazy amount of stuff. And so it was that, but it was also the world, but also like my husband's doing school and work. And we had just spent a lot of time on this paper over the weekend. And then I had a headache. And for some reason, when I get physically feeling unwell, the internal part of me just like starts to crumble. (laughs) like I'm not gonna be okay and so I found myself starting to go down this spiral that normally could knock me out for a while I don't have time for this (laughs) because you know the pit of despair definitely asks hey is this a good time for me to pull you in I love that that's the response it's like you look at your watch and you're like yeah I don't have time today yeah I don't have time for a swirling vortex of emotion right now. Yes. (laughs) Come back later. That's next Tuesday. Exactly. (laughs) I need to put that on my calendar for a nervous breakdown in two weeks. Okay. Mm. So here's the good part. I was getting there. I was like, I'm not in a good place right Mm. now. I consciously thought, okay, I have tools. There's tools in my toolbox that Mm. I've been building over the last few years through counseling, through reading, through just trial and error. What are my tools? Normally, or not normally, sometimes when I start in the spiral, one of the first tools is reaching out to a friend and just being like, look, (laughs) whatever's going on inside me right now is not good. But the temptation for me is if anything at all is going on in those friends' lives to be like, oh, but I can't Uh, because 
They're unavailable. They're dealing with something right. of their own. Their thing yeah. is bigger yeah. than my thing, so I can't bother them. You don't want to pile on. So then it just gets worse because the more alone I am in it, the worse it gets. But this time I was like, no, this friend cares about me. Mm. I'm going to reach out. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to fix it. I just need to say it out loud. Yeah. And I did. And I wrote all the things down. And she responded, of course, with that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. It is overwhelming. Everything that's going on right now is overwhelming. Yeah. I affirm this. And also, like, I always want to know what's going on in your life. So that yeah. alone. Sigh of relief. OK, like yeah. one hand up out of the pit. is <laughs> starting to pull. Yeah, sure. And then the other things were just kind of practical, which I feel kind of stupid saying some of this, if I'm honest, because it's like, well, duh, of course, that's what you did. But it wasn't always a duh for me. Like right. I would sometimes yeah. just sink and not do the steps, you know? I also feel like when you're in that moment, the duh things are a lot less visible, they right? Are. They're a lot yeah. less obvious, Hindsight right? Like, 2020. like yeah. when you're looking down or back at it, duh is uh, exactly. I think often our response, <laughs> right? But when you're in the middle of all of that and right. the storm's kind of raging yeah. around you, there is no such thing as duh. I feel right. Like. It's literally nothing is going to help. I'm going to stay in this pit right. for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, exactly. it's hard enough to communicate in that state so shout out to you for communicating thank you so yeah communicating was the first step the first like tool in the toolbox and then basically just going home and allowing myself to have limitations like my body and my mind is telling me you need to stop and i need to listen instead of just pushing through Mm -hmm. and so i got in touch with some friends that night i had plans with and i said i'm really sorry i just need the night off i'm feeling weird i need to rest i verbalized to my husband hey i'm feeling really weird tonight and i don't know why and i spent some time under my weighted blanket cuddling with my cat without guilt (laughs) (laughs) that's good and went to bed early and all of those things again seem like duh and like what's the big deal kara but it was a big deal yeah and the next day i felt so much better and that was a big deal because like doesn't usually happen that quickly mm-hmm. for me and not that it's completely gone or like but sure, it's, sure. It's, it's so much better that day i was like this is not good going to a bad place and yeah. then the next day i was like okay i'm gonna be i'm gonna be okay i know this is a season where i need to allow myself permission to do these things sure that will help me stay out of the pit amateur hour a- amateur amateur hour yeah Amateur hour is where we step out of our comfort zone and into something we suck at. And I did that this week. (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) I wish that you had like Twitch streamed this, the the entire process. Because I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. Let me start with a story. (laughs) Yes. Back in third grade, I remember my parents offering me something good. It was like a pizza party or I don't know, a special treat or ice cream, maybe something like that. If I could get all A's on my third grade report card. Oh, sweet. So at the end of the first quarter of the third grade year, I get my report card and I'm going down the list and I worked hard (laughs) for these A's guys. And I'm going, all right, math, A, nice reading, A, nice. Like Man, all of this is looking really good. And then I got to handwriting. Oh, no. Uh Oh, C plus. No. I was like, C plus. Oh, no. And I was like, I don't even know how to fix this. Right. I did my best. That's a personal attack (laughs) on you. What's wrong with that? How am I supposed to fix my handwriting? Poor Anson. I have had terrible handwriting since (laughs) day one. Okay. Like, it's always been so bad. 
And I went to my wife a couple of weeks ago and I was telling her that we were going to be doing these amateur hour segments on the show uh-huh. about how we're going to try to do things that we're not very good at. And I said, what's something I'm not very good at, honey? <laughs> and she, with zero hesitation oh, that's whatsoever, so funny. <laughs> said, handwriting, calligraphy. Oh, gosh. Writing anything legible. Oh. You're terrible at that. And it's hard <laughs> to argue. so funny. And so that's what I did this week. I did a little calligraphy project. Ooh. Kara was kind enough to send me a graphic. She gave me a Harry Potter quote from Albus Dumbledore. Okay. That's kind of one of these, you know, Instagrammable, hand-lettered, pretty representations of a quote. And the quote is, happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Right? Cute. Good quote. Classic from Albus Dumbledore. And here's what it looks like. So it's got kind of the the script lettering on certain lines, and then it's got kind of all caps lettering on other lines. It's even got the little uh, lightning lightning bolt bolt. over the dot of the eye for happiness. The fonts go... Yes, they're, they're very ooh, yeah. Ooh. yeah that's that that's what that's the emotion that that font evokes that's well said uh my emotion as i attempted to draw those letters was more like i love this so i got a i got a piece of fancy paper from my oh, wife and i got the calligraphy brush pens oh. that she gave me i've got my calligraphy brush pens from my wife as well as a fancy sheet of paper of hers that i'm about to ruin that's awesome now she tried to abide by the rules of not giving me any instructions but she did say when she handed them to me i'm going to give you one instruction because if you do not follow these you will ruin my brush pens and that's not acceptable that's fair you always draw with them on their side not directly on uh, the point or you'll dull or like fray the point of the, the brush good, pen. So she was like, good. don't yeah. do that. Other than that, you're on your own. Okay. <laughs> okay. I decided on a couple of ground rules for myself on yes. this. What I was really, really tempted to do was get a pencil and very lightly oh, outline yeah. where the letters are going to go right. so that it would all like line yeah. up well and I could erase it and try again. If I, yeah. But I decided, you know what? We're just going to go for it. We're going to oh, go like one try hand. just because I've seen people do this where they just they they take the marker and then they just like freehand this like beautiful blast oh, through it. Work yeah, of know, art. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to pull in Isaac. I'm going to go <laughs> extra. Just go for it. And I'm going to try to do it all in one go without yes. any pre-planning or nice. anything like that. <laughs> nice. Which just made it so much worse. <laughs> Uh, Anson is dying inside. <clears throat> so, if you guys would like to see the I would, I would. This, it's, it's not the worst thing <laughs> in the world, right? But it's also certainly a far cry from uh, the, uh, the reference. It's not okay, the worst so, thing thing in the world. here's what we got. Hey, I think hey. that looks good. Uh, we lose it a little bit in the middle. <laughs> in the middle, the middle is a little <laughs> yeah, rough. Yeah. But the middle. <laughs> He struggled a little bit. Okay, so let's yeah, let's uh, yeah. let's talk through this here. The first word kind of looks like hoppiness instead yeah. of happiness, <laughs> yeah. which kind of makes you think like, oh, is this uh, like a beer thing? Hippo, hipponess. Um, and then that the first P there, I'm not sure what quite happened there. It doesn't look great. <laughs> I, I do actually kind of like how the S's. I do out. too. Those are good. Like, those are I'm good. impressed. The main thing I realized very quickly was a problem. You can kind of see though they're kind of wavy, like they're yeah. not very smooth. Oh. And I realized I I was so concerned about trying to get the letter right 
I couldn't just draw the letters naturally. Right. Oh. And so I was like having to like watch the reference sheet and this yes. at the same time to figure out how to draw the letters. Yeah. That's hard. And so I was going so slowly that it wasn't very like oh. got the hand smooth, yeah. right? The hand okay, wobbly okay, okay. kind of thing in there. That makes so sense. The script portions of this are not going very well. The all caps thing, I, can, I feel like I can kind of do that a little bit. Uh, but I'm too slow. I'm methodical because I'm like, I'm not good enough at cursive. So I'm doing it really slow. And then it's not very like free flowing. But I can see you great. let go of that concept mid word. <laughs> and then like further down, the words get smoother. Okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Before we get to that, let's go to the second line, which is the all caps, which I felt like were not nearly as problematic for me. No, no this looks good. good. Yeah, this I is good. I wouldn't say they're great. These brush pens, you're supposed to use them on their side. And so you get this really nice kind of calligraphic, yeah. yes. you know, like thin at certain angles and really thick at others. Yeah. Yes. And you kind of don't really have much of that in the caps. Lettering. <laughs> but they're true. readable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it looks good. There's that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happiness. First line can be found even in. And then we get to the darkest, which is in uh, script. <laughs> script. The dork first. <laughs> Is what that the, says. The, the, dark, the dorp, darp, darp, darpest? the darp fest, the darp fest, the darp fest. The darp fest. Uh, a, I'm getting a picture. appropriate for that line. Okay, so the e connecting from the to the darkness kind of fell apart there, and then I don't know what happened to that d. What is that? I just tried to write the letter d, and it looks like what? What does that look like? It looks like a fishing pole, maybe. Also, this k, like what even? Happened, what happened to that there, it dark, looks very much like dark, a p darkest i feel yeah. like the k was kind of weird in the first place on sure. the thing the, yeah but it definitely <laughs> looked a lot more like a k than that did and then the e basically just turned into like a little dot and then this s is not nearly the quality of the previous s's so we're just we're going downhill fast anyway the next line again all caps feel like it's it's okay yeah remembers i feel like started off relatively well you were solid like the remem is pretty I think good it looks yeah. pretty good until you get to the b here and again that just yeah i'm not, a little tricky i'm not sure what happened there either <laughs> it still looks like remembers just because of the rest of the word the context yeah, yeah. gives it a big yeah, clue but there. that letter doesn't look like anything. It looks like it looks like your K got pregnant. And down. That's true. They do look kind of similar. Uh, oh my god! B's a little more bottom heavy there. A little thick. That's um, a big boy. The S. It's okay. I think the S we got yeah, back good. to something a little better yeah, at least like than the, the last attempt. I yeah. like it. Then I realized at the end of this line that I had a problem. Oh, because I had one, two, space. three, four, five lines, and yeah. I still had two more to go, but uh, only room for one. Too right? ambitious. <laughs> and I thought I was doing so good. We have made an error. And we're gonna have to uh squeeze these last two in here. I feel like left and right, I certainly I'm off a little bit to the right, but I felt like I for just winging it mm -hmm. was yeah. pretty good. And I thought I was going to be good going up and down, too. And then I, I ran out of space. You still got it all on there, though. So we did. It's all um, on there. Yeah. Light turned out OK. I like. Yeah. Light is light, good. Light might light be my best. Good. My best yeah. script. Word light is there. good. It's looks still really not good. calligraphy, but it is it's legible cursive. It's fancy. <laughs> it's fancy cursive, which is more than what I could do. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. say good job. Still. Legible cursive. Fun. Yeah. And then the Albus well, Dumbledore, Dumbledore at the bottom looked cooler than that. It doesn't. Did. It doesn't look. <laughs> it doesn't look like a ransom note. Which no, is good. it does not. Not which at is all. what I was expecting based yeah. on what I know of your handwriting. <laughs> 
oh, no. this looks good. A, it really the, the dirt fest there <laughs> is getting close. In the middle, meet me at the dirt fest. Bring the money. But other than that, I, I largely agree with you. That's at the same good. time, this is also not something I think I would hang up. No, well, on the wall, you know. First, but to, okay. To be fair, when I do these projects. I do them the way you talked about. I do them with pencil first and ah, then the pen. Okay. Yeah. I know like the real calligraphers don't, but like I don't do it first try and hang it on the wall either because yeah. I can't. So yeah. I think you did good. Happiness it's can good. be found even in the derp fest of times. <laughs> derp fest. If only one remembers <laughs> <laughs> to turn on the lights. Yay. So good. Okay, really quick before we jump into time traveled, I forgot to include this in the last ad read. So oh, okay. creature comforts in a minority of users may result in developing a severe fear and aversion <laughs> to the images used to replace the original <laughs> scary movie characters. <laughs> oh, no. After uh, using creature comforts, if you find yourself experiencing abject terror <laughs> every time you see a puppy. No. Poor Kara's going to turn ah. into her love for cats. This, this is not okay. It's going to turn into her worst nightmare. Yeah, like, this, this should have been on the front end i should have done this this copy says i'm sorry i didn't include it yes thanks for letting us know stop all usage immediately (laughs) consider watching princess bride or another Uh, inoffensive movie right yes Uh, they say also maybe have someone else watch your dog (laughs) are the the eels and the terrifying eels in the princess bride though yeah there are it's time for time travel time going back in time to attempt to make sense of our past selves. This one is not going to be too hard for you guys because we're looking at Isaac from 2011, specifically a status update from January 25th. (laughs) I'm ready for this. 2011. I just used a samurai sword to reach across the room and turn off the lights. (laughs) (laughs) How old were you in 2011? 2011, that was 10 plus one years ago. So I was 17. Okay. Sounds about right. And you used a samurai sword to turn off the light. Although I have one question. Was it true? Yes. Okay. So you actually did it. (laughs) Yes. Because I I can see you could type all sorts of things. Yeah, you can say anything. Right. (laughs) But you did it. Yeah. So here's the deal. Back in 2011, Ike had gotten his first job and he had a little bit of disposable income. (laughs) Around the same time, Ike learned that eBay sellers, if you pay through PayPal, don't necessarily check if you're 18 or older if you want to buy, say, a samurai, a samurai sword, sword. <laughs> or various other cheap Chinese made weapons. Oh my God. So there was a time. I feel like every teenage boy goes through like a yes, samurai sword like a, stage. a weapons phase. <laughs> yes. So wow. I could be a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and we went there because I had a younger brother at the time who was like 14, 15. I would bankroll our arsenal, right? So at one point we had a couple of machetes with like, your fast food job. Or yeah, with my it was, it was cherry berry frozen yogurt. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. That nice. bankrolled the <laughs> Japanese weapon yeah. habit. So at one point we had ordered a pack of a hundred little tin ninja stars that were like <laughs> oh they would break word. skin, but you could fling them really fast. I can just imagine Isaac like <laughs> yeah. holding his ninja stars like yeah. Naruto running yeah, 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 yeah. all over the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we had at one point some ninja stars, a samurai sword, some machetes. There was also this 
I ordered this pellet gun and I remember because the description just said air gun. Like it was, it was like an import like from overseas. <laughs> oh right? And I think this thing technically could be classified as like a firearm. Like oh. the, the speed at which it shot these BBs was not good. Oh no. <laughs> and we'd of course shoot each other with of it. Course. And it was fantastic. <laughs> and one afternoon we bought some watermelons and we were throwing them up in the air and of course hacking them of with course. our machetes and samurai uh, swords. Fruit ninja. Like yes, you do. IRL fruit ninja. Basically, <laughs> yeah. So, my younger brother got too ambitious. Oh no! And chopped a pretty good portion of his index finger off. Ah! <laughs> and after oh, no! a, a attempting to cut fruit or what? Attempting to cut fruit. Yeah. Oh okay. no! And after a trip to the emergency room, <laughs> several stitches. The ninja uh, career came to a close. The right? weapons were promptly confiscated. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and this was after you turned off the light with the sword. Yes, this okay. this had been after. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had really pretty much exhausted all uses <laughs> of these things. Pretty creative Both there. from a utility standpoint. Like, you remember back in 2011, we didn't have smart speakers to help yeah, us turn off the light. Back in my day, swords. we had to use our samurai swords. <laughs> but, but, I have a pretty long like wingspan. And you tack you on like a three Fair. or four foot blade. Yeah, all the way from the couch. Right? Oh, yeah, just smink. <laughs> so I still have, I should have brought it. I still have this specific sword that I bought. Uh, so you eventually you got managed. it back. From yeah. Your, yeah. Your well, yeah. I mean, they were taken away, but I knew where they were. So, <laughs> and so if I ever needed again, to turn off at, a light switch, at the time I, I was, was covered. You, if you're taking away weapons from someone who found a loophole to buy them in the first place, <laughs> yes, like yes. they need to be destroyed. You, I knew where they were at. <laughs> So when I moved in, Brie and I got married and we we're sort of doing like the moving thing. She goes at one point, had you just, is this a samurai sword? Uh, you hadn't disclosed your Japanese like, weapons collection. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. mine. Yeah. That, yeah. When did I you buy that? that? It eBay. It's my, uh, it's my light switch sword. It's my light switch sword. I need that. Without much further ado, I give you the word of the week. Yes, welcome back to our perspective potluck, but with words and ideas instead of little smokies. There you Aww. go. I changed it up. Now I want little smokies. <laughs> our word of the week for this week is joy. This is a really interesting one because, as I mentioned at the top of the show, joy is a word that I discovered this week. I think is disproportionately used in Christian subculture. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's almost a little bit of an antiquated word when it comes to culture at large, but it's something that in Christian subculture, we are obsessed with. Yeah. Yes. And we talk about it a lot. And so I'm really <laughs> interested today to kind of unpack some of our preconceived notions about yeah. joy, what our desires are related to joy, what mm. some of the difficulties are related to joy. Mm. There's a lot of ground for us to cover today. And I want to jump right in with probably the most basic question, which I feel like we could start a lot of these word of the week conversations with defining our terms, right? Right. Yeah. What is joy actually? <laughs> what do you guys think oh. of when it comes to how you would answer that question? What oh, is joy? Man. I can kind of see how joy feels like a very Christianese term because it's a Christmas word. You have the, yeah. the joy decorations. And <laughs> right. You're not, you don't really bring that up in normal conversation, but joy to me really comes through kind of when I'm more living in the moment almost. Mm. I find joy in that. I'm not worried or anxious about my plans for the next day or I'm not overly cringing about what I did the previous day. But <laughs> I had talked a few episodes ago how I've been doing pausing and doing meditation and mindfulness. And to me, that's kind of where joy is. Like I kind of mm. associate 
mindfulness and joy at this point in my life are kind of interchangeable. So kind of the opposite cool. of worry and anxiety. Yeah. And, yeah. and so joy is kind of this like letting go. Yeah. And exhale. Yeah. I like that. I like that too. I think the word that comes to mind for me personally is contentment. Kind of a mm. settledness. Yeah. It's very close to peace, I guess. But just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, kind of like a contentment. But also, like you're saying, there's a lot attached to this word Mm -hmm. in Christian subculture. Growing up, I kind of thought of joy as like, okay, it's not necessarily like a feeling because that's something we talk a lot about in Mm -hmm. Christian subculture. It's not a feeling. It's like this deep down thing that happens in your heart. And we're not really sure exactly what that means. You know how kids are able to understand things like that. You know, it's a deep thing that's different than happiness, but you should have it (laughs) because Jesus, but we're not exactly sure how it's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It feels very transcendental to me. Yes, like, like yeah. this transcending joy that passes understanding. There's this like Zen-like quality to it of like yeah. letting go and like yeah. yes, I live in a world that is chaotic and dark and challenging and difficult, yeah. and yet, um, like <laughs> so in I, other words, I joy. have this magic joy running through my veins. Right. Sounds like I've nailed it. If that's our definition. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Got it. That helps me to overcome and transcend all of the troubles and travails of daily life. Yeah. Uh, The problem with that is like, (laughs) we don't always feel that way. No, not at all. In fact, we don't feel that way most of the time, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you talk about how we're supposed to always be joyful. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, if I don't always feel like I'm transcending reality exactly (laughs) how exactly am i supposed to accomplish that you know what i mean right because that's the thing is there are a lot of verses in the bible about be joyful always and and it's something that people like to say to you when you're sad is like you know throw out you need to be joyful Mm -hmm. and the little or choose joy it's like well okay but how does that work exactly? Because yeah. it's harder than it's. Yeah. And I think that we've set ourselves up for failure. Anson, I think you nailed it. Looking at joy as this transcendental Jedi mind. Set, <laughs> right. When we think that it's that, like when we have joy on this pedestal that way and we communicate to everyone that, oh, this is something you're supposed to have all the time. If you're a believer, right. Yeah, that sets you up to go, like, OK, well, I don't feel that way right now. Right. What's wrong, What's wrong in me with me that I don't have the joy in the Lord down, down, down my heart? Deep like we're talking about. Let's talk a little bit about the word happiness, because you mm. mentioned that, Kara, already in passing. Yeah. This differentiation that's commonly made mm. between joy and happiness. Mm. And this is something that if you grew up in, again, Christian subculture, probably mm. is second nature to you. It certainly is to me. And mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear if it is for you guys. I've grown up hearing this comparison made between joy and happiness, right? Yes. Like happiness is this fleeting thing that's very experiential, right? Yeah. Mm. So like I ate a bite of ice cream and it made me happy because it tasted good. Yeah. Right. And so it's this very like worldly, maybe sensual, experiential thing. But it's always tied to being very fleeting, right? It comes and goes with the wind. Yes. And joy, on the other hand, again, kind of this transcending thing that is longer lasting. It's more permanent. So it's it's not just based on whatever it is I'm experiencing in this moment. There's some kind of deeper force and meaning to it that lasts beyond the 
ups and downs of daily life. Is is that what that you sounds, guys have kind of heard? Yeah, that sounds about like what I've heard over the years. And I think the thing that I've heard most about happiness and this always, if I'm really honest, kind of makes me mad when people say this, but mm-hmm. God doesn't care about your happiness statement. Mm. Like point them out to me. Yeah. <laughs> who, told, who, told, who told baby care of this? Several. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what's, what's the, obviously you're not them, no, that are saying yeah. it, but what would lead someone to say that in um, your view? I think this idea that maybe we care too much, we're trying too hard to pursue things that just make us happy mm-hmm. instead of pursuing God. Maybe maybe is happiness as an alternative or a substitute for God. Yeah, uh, like an idol. Like I an could idol. see it as an argument against materialism. Yeah. Or if you're having a hard time in life, I've heard people use it in that context. You're going through a struggle and you're like, I'm just so frustrated and I'm having a hard time. And well, God doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to be holy. Like mm. that kind of thing. Gotcha. <laughs> and you're like, well, okay. It feels like the opposite of the prosperity gospel. Like kind minister. of. Like it that, is kind that's of. kind of like the extreme pendulum like the swing martyr, in the other direction. The martyr yeah. gospel. Yeah. And I do get where it's coming from. Yes, life is not all about me only doing the things that make me happy. Right. right. Understood. But also, I don't know. I kind of think God does care about me. <laughs> yeah, where, where does that come from? What, why? Why, why, would, why would he not? I know. Like, there's lots of verses that say, I mean, there's a verse in the Psalms that says God delights in the well-being of his servant. And right. Jesus talks a whole lot in John about, I've told you all these things so that your joy may be full. Right. That doesn't sound like he does. Yeah. And it kind of care. feels like that's almost a limiting statement on God that like yeah. God can't or doesn't care about our happiness. Right. Like it sounds to me like it's, it's a kind of a trade-off thing, right? Like right. God doesn't care about this as much as he cares about right. this other thing. Yeah. But like that doesn't have to be an either or proposition. Right. Does it? No, I don't think so. And to be fair to these people they've often substituted well he he wants your joy but he doesn't want uh, your happiness right. so that's yeah. where the joy comes right. from but yeah, the joy is like a, maybe yeah. the joy is like a long-term goal but the happiness is the temporary yeah again uh-huh. again going back to that argument yeah it's really interesting to me how this comparison is often brought up between joy and happiness and as i was reading about this more this week i started to second guess a little bit this long-term narrative that i've heard about these two words yeah that joy is this transcendental thing and <laughs> happiness is this like short-term experiential thing I don't really know where that comes from. And I couldn't really figure out a scriptural source for that other Mm. than the fact that scripture in our English translations uses the word joy Joy. and rejoicing a lot. Uh, And it uses happiness a lot less. It doesn't really use the word happy in the way that it uses joy. But most people outside of the Christian faith say that happiness and joy are synonyms. Yeah. Yeah. They don't really draw a distinction between the two. They say they're basically the same. And it's just really interesting to me that happiness seems to have so much baggage. Because there's kind of this implication from what you're talking about, Kara, that happiness is worldly. Yes. It's sinful. Yes. And if you're seeking happiness, that means you're seeking something outside of God. Yeah. But why can't good things from God bring us happiness? Right. (laughs) And I feel like having the context you provided, Kara, maybe God doesn't care about your happiness being a synonym for like comfort, where if like Mm, you're in a stage of life that's uncomfortable and challenging, like, well, it's leading to a longer joy. I can kind of see that argument being made. Yeah. Happiness is then like a synonym for your comfort on this journey. Right. I see. Yeah. That makes still hard though. It's a hard statement to grapple with because then for someone who struggles with depression, all of a sudden you have this added guilt on top of, well, I can't feel the joy that I'm supposed to feel. And on top of that, God doesn't care that I'm hurting. 
Yeah. That's cool. That's like kind of adds insult to injury. <laughs> it kind of does. Right. Yeah. So happiness and joy, if we were to think of them as somewhat similar things, if I were to ask a first grader, what's the opposite of happiness? They would say sadness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. Would you agree that sadness is the opposite of joy mm, or not so much not so much i think about the movie inside out y'all it's one mm. of my favorite movies oh. yes that's true and the character joy that's basically the plot of the whole movie is yeah. like joy and sadness are the opposite of each other supposedly right. and joy keeps trying to literally banish <laughs> sadness yeah. and she's like don't touch anything i'm standing in this circle don't do anything yeah trying to keep her from making Riley sad at all because she thinks if she's sad, she can't be happy. Right. And the conclusion of the movie is like, no, sometimes you have to have sadness in order for true joy to come and show up. A lot of times they happen at the same time. Sadness can lead us into connection with someone else. It can cause us to reach out to someone in community, which leads to joy, the connection of that. So I don't think they're the opposite necessarily. Yeah. Sadness isn't something that's supposed to be like avoided at all costs. Right. You have to have one to fully experience the other. I think so. Yeah. So I think that while they might be different, I don't necessarily think they're like opposed to one another. Yes. If that makes sense. That's a good way to put it. So that kind of leads me into a maybe even deeper question. Sadness isn't necessarily the same thing as depression. Right. So in the traditional way that we talk about joy and happiness... I think some people would maybe compare happiness and sadness as opposites. Mm. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that's like deeper than sadness, some people might call that depression. Depression. Is it possible to be both joyful and depressed at the same time? Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Taking a big old stab at this one. (laughs) Go for Uh, it. Let's hear it. So I, I deal with the big sad. I deal with depression. And I think that... I have found a place where I can both acknowledge that there is something chemically in my brain that I now know is depression happening. Like I don't get the right amount of chemicals that I need without help. I can be experiencing symptoms of that while knowing the truth that I am not the one steering my life. There is a greater purpose for my life and Mm. I am working in that purpose. And that does bring me joy in the middle of a depressive spell. I don't experience it as happiness. I'm not doing like jumping jacks with it. Yes. But I do experience it as like a comforting truth. And that's kind of where that Mm. joy as that kind of zenful like exhale. Mm. I kind of experience it as that. So while it might be a happy. Yeah, it's a peace. While it might be a happy fact for someone, that's not how I experience it on my end. Dealing with that in like the middle of like my worst depressive episode that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm I'm similar. I've also dealt with depression. And I think in the pit of despair, mm-hmm. you know, where I was talking about earlier this yeah, week. Yeah. It is very, very hard to see things clearly and very hard to recognize what's true is true. But I think in those moments, what has sustained me, like you're saying, is this truth that God does care about this situation. God does care about how this feels and he's not going to abandon me in it. And that leads to joy that Mm -hmm. I like don't have to do this by myself. But you're right. It doesn't necessarily hit me as this like, yay. It's more like a sustaining joy. Like I can do another day. Mm, Like I can keep going because there's hope. So I guess it's also connected to hope. Do you guys feel like joy could be classified as an emotion or is it something Mm. deeper than that? While I initially think that joy and happiness, they're different. I think though that this is going to get weird. I think joy (laughs) is maybe an awareness of the reasons happiness can happen. Kind of almost sounds like there you're tying joy to hope. 
this question of can you have joy while you're depressed? Mm-hmm. Right. If your depression is hopeless, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe it's maybe. harder or impossible to have any joy. sort of joy. Right. But right. if you, even in the midst of depression, can hold on to hope. Right. Yeah. That's the prerequisite to having joy. Yeah, that's a good way to say that. Friend of mine and uh, fellow podcaster Susie Eller recently wrote a book about joy called Joykeeper. And it's about a particularly difficult season of her life. I'm only a couple of chapters in, but I know Susie, so I know a little bit of her story. She says, joy is not a feeling, it's a knowing, which is a good way, I think, to describe Mm, it. I agree with that. It's kind of interesting. It's a deep, settled, I don't feel this, but I know it. Mm. And so I think you can experience joy when you're depressed. I don't think you always do. And I don't think that's necessarily a reason to be condemned that's the difference there i don't think you do but i don't think god's gonna abandon you in that for place. sure it's not evidence that you've been abandoned if you're not feeling yes. it immediately yes it's, it's that something that can be attained not even through effort but it's something mm. that you can be given or it can be attained at some point but if you're not experiencing it as a depressed person that's not indicative of your shortcoming you're a bad christian <laughs> yeah right. like that doesn't mean that you've lost something or you've had something taken from you that's something that you can eventually work towards i think that is often something that is communicated Absolutely. whether explicitly or implicitly though yeah. that like if you have lost your joy yep you've lost something that should be inherent mm-hmm. to being a christ follower mm-hmm. and that's a sign of a problem right yeah. you guys would kind of push back on that i would say that that is dismissive of some of the symptoms of anxiety and depression telling someone without really knowing their background how they should feel how <laughs> how their mind and their body should react to something every experience for everyone is so different mm-hmm. to have a blanket statement of you should have joy and if you don't well you know you better get right with god like <laughs> like hearing that i can remember having been told that before i even had a concept of how the human brain works i was like well, I'm not joyful. So, so hell. <laughs> like that, you're hearing that as a young person and you're going yes. like, oh, I'm screwed. I think that maybe the intention behind that is if they're well-meaning, they would say, don't you know the truth that you're so loved, that your mm. your life is part of a bigger puzzle and that Jesus loves you and all of this. Mm. And you should know that. And that should make you joyful. That should give right. you hope. You have a hope. The, Joy should be manifesting. But I think the shorthand of that is like, well, you better have it. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Right. So the intention is good. The intention is let me help you try to have joy by reminding you of all the things that are true. Yeah. But how I experience it at times as a depressed person is more like, well, this is something that I have to produce and I can't. So mm. I am broken. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's not, Yeah, I don't think that's true. Well, let yeah. me ask you this. I think one of the most common phrases that I hear around joy is the idea that joy is a choice Ooh. or I've seen bumper mm-hmm. stickers that say there's always a reason to choose joy. Oh right? yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so people talk about this idea of choosing joy. Some people talk about joy as an attitude and that's how they differentiate it from happiness even. Right. So like, sure, this like bad day happened or these things Mm -hmm. happened to you that make you unhappy, but you still have the option to choose a joyful attitude in spite of whatever (laughs) difficulties you're facing. Mm -hmm. Do you buy into that? Is joy Mm -hmm. a choice? I tend to think that joy is less of a choice and more of a byproduct. Although I know there are times where I have to say to myself, like, I'm going to choose to be grateful for this thing. And that leads to joy. Mm -hmm. But I think joy at its core does not come from inside of me. And Mm -hmm. so therefore isn't as much of a choice. I think I can choose. (laughs) And I stole this from Susie too. I think I can choose Jesus to be with him and be honest with him about where I'm at. And that 
can lead to the byproduct of joy. And the joy won't necessarily look like happiness outwardly. What I hear you saying is perhaps the most important question is where does joy come from? Right. Like we talked about what is joy? Is joy a choice? What's the difference between joy Mm -hmm. and happiness? Mm -hmm. But I feel like one of the core questions is what is the source of joy? Mm -hmm. Because when joy comes from inside of me, That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Right. Now, all of a sudden, I've got to manifest this mm-hmm. transcendental yes. thing yeah. that I don't always feel capable of manifesting, especially yeah. in 2020. Exactly. <laughs> that makes yes. that really, really difficult. Yeah. But if joy comes from outside of me mm-hmm. and it's something that is granted to me, it's something that is given to me, mm-hmm. that takes a lot of pressure off. And yeah. I think leads to more joy. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that it's not up to me takes so much of the burden off and produces more joy just by itself. Mm. So I lean way more that direction. I think it's something that comes outside of me. So many verses in scripture describe it as a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Jesus talks about it at the end of John chapter 15, where he says a whole bunch of words that basically mean, hey, guess what? You can't do anything without me. Nothing at all. And then at the very end of that chapter, he said, I said all these words so that you would have joy and that my joy would be in you and your joy would be full. Yeah. And the words he said was, you can't do anything without me. Yeah. And yeah. So that to so, me says, I can't be joyful without Jesus. That puts joy in the place as something to be received, which is good because <laughs> I know for a fact, love is another thing that I've had to be given. Yes, <laughs> I, I have right. to like get it. I need to be given peace and then joy as well, because Anytime Ike has tried to produce those things on his own, it's just completely fallen flat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think this idea of joy being something that we receive because it's something that is generated by God and the Mm -hmm. spirit living within us Mm -hmm. kind of helps to answer some of these other questions that we've already been working through. Like, for example, if we go back to the differences or uh, similarities between joy and happiness, Mm -hmm. right? We tend to poo-poo happiness because we say, well, it's this like fleeting thing that's only based on these experiences or whatever. Right. But like if we get happiness or or joy out of those things, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come from us and it doesn't even necessarily ultimately come from that thing, right. then all of a sudden happiness isn't a problem. Right. right? Yeah. Like if I get happiness from eating ice cream. God created ice cream, right? Like God is the one who is responsible for allowing me to have anything that I've ever had in my life that is good. Exactly. Right. Yes. And so therefore he is worthy of worship and adoration because of the good things that he has given his children. Joy doesn't come from the things that make you happy. It comes from God. Right. And so that's the mistake we make. Right. And I think that's what people are trying to get at when they're poo-pooing happiness. Yes. It's like, don't worship the ice cream. Right. Like don't worship. (laughs) Don't worship the things around you that give you maybe fleeting happiness because ultimately they're not going to be fulfilling. But if we recognize those things Mm. as the creation of a creator who's the Mm. ultimate fount of joy, then all of a sudden I can appreciate those things for what they are and appreciate the positive emotions that they give me. And then on top of that, this idea of choosing Jesus Mm -hmm. as opposed to choosing joy, it takes away all of this pressure for us Mm -hmm. to try to manifest these feelings on our own. And so when we find ourselves in these depressive states or in these really difficult moments where we don't have the strength to generate that, it allows us to experience these seemingly disparate emotions simultaneously. And then finally, the one caveat I think I would put on there is 
Noah's trying to say that you don't have choices to make. No. We all mm-hmm. still have to make choices. Of course. But those choices revolve around, am I going to choose to believe what God says about me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And am I going to choose to follow him? Yeah. Choosing Jesus is still a choice yeah. every single day. And luckily, he's pursuing us even more than we're pursuing him. So when Thank we fail God. to make that yeah. choice, there's a safety yeah. net in yes. him. But there are still choices for us to make that can help us cultivate joy yeah. I think that so. comes from God, right? Yeah, I would agree with that. It sounds so pithy. Like as it comes out of my mouth, choose Jesus, don't choose joy. And I don't (laughs) want it to turn into another one of those things. Bumper sticker. (laughs) I know. But the point of that, I think, is there are choices to make. But to me, the choice is like you just laid out, Anson, follow Jesus, but also be honest with Jesus. Be transparent with him. Turn to him and say, I don't feel very joyful right now. (laughs) I am struggling. I cannot do this. Turn to him with that stuff. And that's the only way I know to do it. But that is part of what produces joy. So that's part of the choice is me choosing to turn and say, I can't produce Mm -hmm. this. And I need and and asking for it. Right. Admitting admitting that there is a severe issue going on and then turning around and then being receptive to what Jesus says that we are and who we are. Yeah, that's the big one. From the makers of Creature Comforts comes our newest product, Creature Discomforts. Has the shock and terror of existence in 2020 worn you down? Are your favorite movie monsters just not doing the trick? Following the same groundbreaking principles of Creature Comforts, Creature Discomforts borrows some of the buzzwords and images of 2020 and superimposes them onto your favorite scary movies to give them that extra edge and to get some sort of reaction out of your fried nervous system. Is Halloween not doing a trick anymore? Put an N95 mask on Michael Myers and scream for your life. Has Godzilla lost his step? Creature Discomforts points out every instance of the movie where Godzilla breaks social distancing guidelines. Creature Discomforts. Everything is scary. That just about wraps up the Really Real podcast. And now it's time to try and avoid the awkward ending by doing (laughs) our... Fill in the blank instead of drawing a blank. And I want to set this one up for just a moment because the fill in the blank is blank brings me joy, but I'm going to attach a rule to it. Okay. Based on our discussion, the obvious answer for the fill in the blank (laughs) would be. I'll have this on deck. Jesus. Jesus, Right. And so we could all three say Jesus brings me joy and put that in the blank and that would be fine. Get our tootsie rolls. But I'm going to, for this exercise, outlaw that answer and say you have to choose something other than God or Jesus. And I want to make one really quick point as a part of that. I am not saying that Jesus isn't the ultimate bringer of our joy. That is the right answer to the question. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. Anything else you can put in that blank we discussed comes from God. Yeah. It comes from Jesus. It's all coming together. And it can therefore be appreciated (laughs) as a joy bringer on its own. Yes. Right. So if you're filling the blank to this thing is something as simple as warm socks, Jesus can be in that blank through the thing that brings us fired up with this. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The reason that I bring that up is as you think about what you want to put in this blank, don't overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some, transcendental mind-blowing thing yeah. right black holes i'll put my quasars. gone i'll put my gone that's away. what brings you joy that's great blank brings me joy who wants to go first i'll go first cool breezes bring me joy Ooh, that's a good one it's a good one for this time of year yeah, yeah. I walk outside and feel that oh and my gosh I feel that it's good it's so that's good. real good so good um 
cuddling with my cat brings me joy. Mm. Yes. Baby smiles. <laughs> my one year old. Like when he looks at me and smiles. Like, yeah. You can't. Yeah, I think you win. That, that, <laughs> that gets me, man. Maybe, yeah. maybe take that little dude outside. Get a cool breeze then while that like, smile's going. Man, just explode. You won't be able to hold it all in. <laughs> now let's go get some schnitzel. Yes. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. Get more content or air your grievances in the Real FM Insider Facebook group at realfm.online slash insiders. Hmm, if you join the group, does that make you a groupie? Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say, Pickles and chips. You're, you're living the dream, ma'am. Pickles and chips. <laughs>